anytime you have a play away from a backside seven eye, mm -hmm. he's got to cross the face. Like I told you, they got to do their stunts in their yeah. game. So the backside seven, he has to come down. The cornerback, now he has contained. Yeah. And he has to come yeah. right there. So for me, that was a 100% cutback. Give me mine, let me either drop, step, and go, yeah. or open and stretch it and go, put it in my hand. And now I'm seeing the lanes develop because I'm pressing it. I might say, and test it. So now they got Hey, Fred, say Quan ain't worried about that come, shit. You know, obviously, you can kind of do like this. Hey, Fred. Hey, Fred. 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 Say Quan ain't worried about that shit, man. That nigga knows how to run the ball. No, come no, on. we not even talking. We're talking about nuggets. <laughs> we ain't talking about running the ball. Hey, like, you know how to run the ball, man. No, we're not talking about running the ball at all. <laughs> Did you not see the video What's from the Pitt State? They ain't do red kickoffs. Like they have punts, everything. No, nah, like, we're not talking about running the this. ball at all. He doesn't need no help running the ball at all. Hold up. Limitless. Take a simic guy pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a simic guy pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. I mean, shoot, man. Uh, we're here. We're in the the, the indoor um, in New York, or I guess Jersey, for the pivot. And for us, Saquon, man, you know, shoot, we've been talking for months about about trying to get this to to happen. It's an honor, more than anything, because we understand your time constraints. Also, like, we get it. You're in the biggest media market in the world. You're one of the most talented humans to ever play your position, and it's been it's been adversity. Right, you, you, you've had to pivot. And so uh, we're excited to do this. For everybody who's watching, subscribe, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, make sure you guys like, continue to support. We're so grateful. Before we start, I wanna talk about the tragedy that happened in Texas, losing a coach due to uh, a little league football game. I think so many times in our culture, we focus on people being taken from us by others by people that don't look like us. And, you know, you get so much flag and it's like, what about black on black crime or whatever? First off, we're the only race that people say that about. Nobody says that about white on white crime, Asian on Asian. Um, it's actually known you kill people who are in your proximity. But I want people to know we do care about our communities. We care about what happens to the people in our community, whether we're taking our own lives or somebody else's. And we need to stop uh, stop the devaluing of our lives in our own community. So to Coach Mike and to his family, um, my condolences, um, our prayers and our blessings from Pivot. You know, Saquon, when we look at where you are, you know, I was telling the guys before we started, I met you, man, you, you were in college, right? And at the time, you're the best player in the country. And you were telling me, he's like, yeah, RC, shoot. All I had was Rutgers. You know what I mean? Like, like Rutgers was the only the only school uh, I had before, you know, my senior year and all those things. When you think about where you've come from, man, what has that journey been like for you? Uh, the journey's been fun. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm blessed. Uh, I wake up, I play in the National Football League. I play for the New York Football Giants. Um, I'm living my dream. Um, it's something that I wanted to do since I was two, three years old. I've been telling my parents and, um, you know, I've accomplished a little bit so far in my career. Um, but I still got so much to go. You moved around a lot, or it seemed like your parents made 
decisions yeah. to make you successful. Mm. Kind of speak on that, like your, your journey of, of becoming Saquon Barkley, because I, I heard that you moved to get out of a, a, a rougher place to go to a nicer area because that could make you more successful. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about your opportunity. And my parents felt like that I'll have a better opportunity, not just for myself, for all my siblings. Um, my parents felt like it would be a better opportunity for us as a family uh, to get out of New York and come to Pennsylvania. And that decision is kind of really what changed my life. Uh, you know, you really, the chances of you uh, becoming, you know, a high school football, well-known name, uh, and going to a big college out of New York uh, is not as high as in, in Pennsylvania. So they made a decision to move, not because of football, um, just for, you know, just for the family. Just, they just thought it would be a, a way better place for us. And I try to take full advantage of that. And I know that I wouldn't be the man, the player, um, the person, the father I am today without my parents. And I'm really thankful for them. We get bogged down, right, Saquon, in, in what we do for a living because that's what people focus on. And you hit on something, and I wanted to get to it later, but you hit on something early, so I want to continue with that. Speak on being a father, though, right? Because we look at so much that everybody in the world is like, you got to be great on the field. You have to be this type of player. You have to be this type of leader. But in the end, it's about what type of man you are. And I've met your father. I met him at the opening here in Jersey, you know, years back. Um, and I see the type of relationship that you guys have. Talk a little bit about who you are as a father to your baby. Being a parent is everything, man. Uh, especially, you know, you get caught up in wins and losses and how you're doing in your career. Uh, for me, it was like when I tore my knee uh, and I came home and, you know, I got done with surgery and, you know, tears in my eyes. I'm just like reflecting on like, why me? Like, why this happened to me? And my daughter comes up to me and gives me a kiss and put a Band-Aid on my brace. Um, like those moments, you know, that's when I was like, I start really understanding uh, that like, you know, there's so much more to the game. Like, there's so much more, it's bigger than that. And being a father, um, honestly, I have another one away. So I'm gonna be a, a father of two. I, I don't know the gender yet. Um, I'm not, really wanna say that's my decision, but <laughs> you really can't uh, argue with the lady with the, with the, that's carrying the baby. But, uh, so I got another one away and it's everything. Being a dad is everything. Um, and that's why I go so hard. Um, I'm a big believer in that, like, you know, I want my kids to look back and be like, you know, my dad decided to do something, went hard at it, went 100%, gave it his all. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, he was satisfied because he had the right mindset and the right work ethic. And that's something that I want to steal, you know, not only my kids, but my nieces and nephews. And, you know, any kid that comes up to me and asks me questions when they're like, oh, how do you become Saquon Barkley? Or, oh, how's this, how that? And that's my message to them. Um, that's just what I want to instill into my kids is work hard. Anything you want in this world uh, is possible as long as you have the right mindset and the right work ethic. And that's kind of what was instilled in me from my parents and um, what I'm trying to do as a father and uh, as I continue to grow and learn into that fatherhood. We, uh, we met your driver, Danny. Oh, Lord. And I don't know how you get to work every day, hey, bro. He is so, Ooh. he is so whatever you want to call it, right? Does he drive like that when your daughter's in the car? No, he does not. <laughs> he, he does not. He does not. Danny, uh, Danny, he, he's he's a guy. If you you need to get to any place and make sure you get on time, uh, he's gonna get you there. But he knows uh, when he's driving the players or he's driving any family members. Um, you know, he he knows when and where to be Danny and, and when not to be Danny Hustlehard. So uh, he's a great dude. Um, not only just a driver, a great friend of mine too. So someone I can lean on and um, do the ups and downs. You know, I have a daughter. 
you know, and I, I went through like the beginning of my career was much how yours is uh, started, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I remember those days too. You know, she didn't put a bandaid on my brace or my cast, but um, uh, she came in. You know, it just gives you a whole different outlook and perspective on things. You said that um, you you question yourself. You know, you question why why me. You know, and I know my grandmother used to always tell me, don't question God, don't, you know, when did the why me stop? Like, I'm sure at some point it had to stop. Um, when did it stop? You know, I guess it stopped right when I started getting back into the rehab mindset and then it happened again, cause you know, I got hurt uh, last year on like some flute play. Um, I ran like a slant and you know, I just took my eyes off the play and I happened to step on someone's foot. Mm -hmm. And like, that was another moment where I was just like, yo, like, what is going on? Like, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Frustration and like, obviously like in that moment, you know, you just want to break out, scream, cry, trying to hold your composure because you know cameras all in your face. Like they're checking my ankle, ankle out. I got cameras all here and that. And like in that moment, like you're just frustrated. But like the why me stopped again, I guess you can say, once you start rehabbing again and once you start going, like you can't have that mindset. Um, I do think it's beneficial to to think on that, to to have that, to have that come in, because you gotta deal with the negatives, you know, you gotta right. deal with the negatives before the positive come. So you have to have that, but at the same time, you gotta push that away because adversity is gonna come and there's mm -hmm. gonna be more adversity that is gonna happen in my life. I'm only 25 years old, so you know, I don't even know what God has a plan for me. Correct. You know what I mean? So uh, there's going to be a lot more ups and there's going to be some more downs. But like the why of me stop when I get back into that mindset of grinding and getting back into uh, playing the sport that I love. And, you know, for me this year, the different mindset is last year was the game was taken away from me. So I'm coming back. You know, I'm just thankful that I'm able to play the sport. Now this year, it's like the game was taken from me. Then I got hurt again. Now just like, you know what, like I'm just going to work my butt off. Um, and the rest gonna take care of itself. So of I'm course. coming with a killer mindset, and I just want to go crazy. Yeah, I, I can I can tell you this: just you know, keep grinding. Mm. You know, nothing else. Keep grinding. Block out the noise. A football is the most, you know, luckiest, unluckiest sport. You mm. know, they value us on, you know, what we're doing, obviously, now, and uh, also potential. You know, one of the greatest people to ever play our position is Bo Jackson. Yeah. You know, and the, and the legend of Bo. It still still exists simply because what the potential of what he could have done, the potential of his talent, mm. and also you know having amazing Nike deals back in the day. Mm. But I'm looking at Bo played four years. You you completed four going on year five, and you know I know I'll probably get some pushback when I say this because Bo also played uh, baseball, but nobody ever called him soft. They said he had a career-ending injury, mm -hmm. you know, and unfortunately he was unlucky when that happened. But for the first four years of your career, uh, statistically, your numbers are much greater. But there's a narrative out there simply because you had an injury, you come back, then you got nicked again, you come back. That's just being unlucky. You know, I would rather be um, unlucky in that than to have my career be completely done. 
at this moment because you got a lot left in front of you. So I would simply say, continue to ignore the, the noise until somebody's in your shoes and in your driver's chair. You know, they're, they're not going to take you to where you want to go. Yeah. They can't take you there. So you're in a tough environment up here, right? And um, <laughs> we were talking over there. And I said, people that say, you're, whether you're dancing or you're pitter-pattering your feet, you know, all of that's irrelevant because you're the CEO when you're back there. You're totally in charge. And I'm sure the Giants believe in you, you know, and really it's just flipping that switch to say, I'm the same dude I was when I got rookie of the year. You know, so you have to make sure that mindset comes back. That's what's crazy to me, though. Like, I think there's a lot of great backs in the league. You know what I mean? Sure. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Like, I believe, like, watching other guys, watching the film, like, but, like, I just think it's so crazy how, like, everyone flipped the script so quick. Like, the first two years of my career, like, me personally, everyone has their opinion. I felt like I was the best running back in the NFL. Like, everyone has their opinion, and I think there's some great backs. And then I hurt my knee, and then I got hurt again. And now it's like, well, oh, how we talk about the dancing, or how we talk about this, and now the third. But it's like, I must was doing something right before. Like, if, you know, I think not only myself would say that, I think it was an actual argument. Like, who you can make a legit argument who the top three backs were my first year, and I feel like I was in the, inside that conversation. For me, that's why it's like, it's just like, it's crazy. It was like, whoa, like everyone, how the tables just turn so crazy. Like, it was like, I got hurt off of like a knee injury, like just random. Like I was, I was making a routine play, it was a power play. I broke two tackles, uh, safety was coming up. Uh, it was Eddie Jackson and I was trying to throw him by and I've done that play since I was eight years old and I just happened to tear my knee. And then last year, you know, I kind of was on a pitch count the first couple games. So it's hard to get your groove, especially coming back from knee injury. And then we played the Saints. We went in overtime. I made a couple big Went plays. Crazy. Yeah, I, I had a couple big plays. I looked like myself. And then like the next week, I had an amazing practice. I was like, I'm finna go crazy. And then I hurt my ankle on like a fluke play. And then it's like everyone just like got all these negative things to say. And like you're human at the end of the day. Like I try my best not to really even focus or worry about that. But like I'm active on social media. Like like I post stuff on social media. I go right. on social media like. Sometimes you go on, like, I'll be scrolling, I see stuff about myself, I'm like, oh, like, what the hell? Like, so to me, it's just like, that's where, like, it taught me so much where it's like, going back to being a father, being a kid, like, having a kid, it's like, man, like, what everybody's saying on the outside, like, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. Like, I come home to a wonderful family, I have amazing friends, uh, no matter what, Jada's walking around that house with a smile on her face, and like, I know how special a player I am, and I know how special, a of career I'm going to have. And like, I'm just happy that like, you know, my mom always told me as a kid, like people are gonna say positive and negative things about you no matter what. But I'm happy that like it showed, it was just like, all right, like people really love to kick you while you're down. And like, yeah. for me, that's why I coming back. Like, it's just like, I'm gonna do whatever I can do. And like, hey, if I get injured again this year, like I'm gonna put that energy out there, but that's football, that's life. Like if it's something that happens again, then sh shit, let it be, that's what happened. But like, my mindset is like, just, when I do come back and like I do show the world like how special I am again, like everybody that flipped the script so crazy, like just stay on that side. They won't. You, you keep you keeping receipts. I'm not, it's not even like keeping receipts. <laughs> like it is like it is and it ain't. But like it's so crazy like how you can go from everyone saying all these positive things about you and then like just like two like legit two plays like legit two plays just change everything and like everyone's like saying it's like oh like you would think I never like learned how to play running back before. 
like the other day, like going to where he was talking about people saying I'm dancing, like I kind of came out and said like I'm fed up with that. People try to sway it and say like oh, because my coach came out and was like oh like I'm I'm happy how Saquon's getting north and south, and like people were like oh well your coach the one who said that, but like no I'm not. I wasn't saying I'm fed up with him saying that because the question after him saying he's happy I'm getting north and south, like they're like. Oh, is that something they have to focus on? Like, is that something that like you've been training on, working on, like getting north and south? And like, it's like kind of like a spit in my face. Like, like I haven't been playing this position for a long time. And like, by any means, like I'm nowhere where I need to be. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to catch the greats. Like, I have all the respect for all the greats. I have respect for him. Like, I as a kid, like I looked up all their stats, know all the stats. Like, that's the stuff that I'm competing for. And like, I'm not even close to that. But it's like, it's like, damn. Like, before I got hurt, it was like, oh, Saquon this, Saquon that. Now I got hurt. It's like. I don't even know how to play running back. Like my yeah. style is my style is irrelevant. It's just like it's like your style is like, amazing. It's funny because we all watch you at Penn State whooping ass, and yeah. you come straight in the league and start whooping ass. But now you have some some turmoil with injuries. Was like that was was that bigger than the transition on the field? The transition off the field. Like is that something that you're still working on? Yeah. Is that bigger? Was that bigger than going from college to the NFL? playing on Saturday and playing on Sunday, but the mental transition, the media transition, yeah. like, was, yeah. was, was in New some, York as well. In New York. Yeah. I would say, yeah, 100%. Like, to me personally, like, in, like, no arrogant way, like, transition from football to, like, from college football to NFL wasn't hard. Like, I really didn't see no difference. I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, if you run a 4-3, you run a 4-3. You know what I mean? Like, only thing that's different is, like, my rookie year, you're going against a guy like Luke Keekley and, like, I'm back there lined up, and, like, he, I can see, like, he knows where I'm running. Like, just off of watching so much film. Like, you don't got guys like that in college. So for me, the transition wasn't that that hard. It was just, like, understanding the game and uh, how much time and effort you put into watching film uh, to give yourself the better opportunity. But, like, it wasn't even a transition of the media. Like, the biggest battle, battle for me was, like, I really never had, like, no challenges with football. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, I'm, I understand, like, I was very blessed, like, and I worked hard. But, like, my only challenge was, like, I almost quit football as a kid. And like my dad was like, you quit one thing in life, you're gonna be a quitter for the rest of your life. So I never really had no injuries. Like I've, I've heard an ankle in college before, but I never had like the game taken away from me. So like that was hard for me. Like I always was like, when I stepped on the field, like I felt like I was the best player on the field. And like when you're coming back from a knee injury and like, especially like mine, like I did my knee, what happened to my knee if I did that 10, 20 years ago, like I'd probably be done. I'd probably never play again. So like. When I was on the field last year, like getting back into it, like in training, like I wasn't able to like run and do stuff until like six months. And like, I remember when they told me like my timeline, I was like, so you tell me I'm gonna have like two months to get ready for an NFL season? And like, they were like, they shook their head like, yes, that's what it's gonna be. So I was just like, dang, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, how the hell am I gonna pull this off? So like, that was like the biggest, like that was like the hardest thing for me. It was like, when, like when I speak on losing your confidence, like I'm still a very confident player, but like, at the time, like, even with my rookie year, like, when I stepped on the field, like, I really felt like nobody was better than me. Like, and then when you come from an injury, like, you're on the field and you're just like, damn, like, okay, like, all right, this knee's not what it was right now. Like, I'm still building on it. Like, I got to trust the rest of my body. But now, like, I know all the hard work that I put in doing rehab, and it didn't show last year because my ankle, but I'm so blessed that and so thankful that I had a lot of great people that I work with. Because now, like, when I'm in practice or I'm out in camp, like, I'm feeling to get back into that confidence where, like, I can go out there. So that's why, like, when I say, like, I have the mindset, I just want to go kill everything because I know, like, where my confidence is at right now. You know what's so crazy is when people look at 
football players, it's like this barbaric sport, right? And it's almost, they think of us as kind of Neanderthals who run our faces into other people. Um, listening to you speak and obviously knowing you a little bit, I understand how intelligent you are. Sometimes intelligence can be a hindrance in this sense. We overthink, right? Like the same way you're saying, oh, I only got two months to get ready for a season. Yeah. That plays in the back of your mind. Like I used to work as hard as I did and study the way that I did and do treatment the way that I did because I had to like mind F myself, right? On Sunday, I was like, man, I did everything right. I watched enough film. I did all the treatment. I practiced hard. I was at work every day for these times. So now in coming off of the knee injury, coming off of the ankle injury, how are you combating overthinking so we could see the same Saquon that had 2,000 plus all-purpose yards as a rookie? Just let go and relax and just go play. Work on breathing techniques, working on, you know, it's a lot of people really focus on like, you know, the physical aspect of football, like you said, but like I've got into more of, more of the mental space, more of like, uh, becoming closer to God, more of like if I'm in my sauna and I'm so I'm downstairs stretching, take take like five ten minutes and just work on breathing, emptying the mind, um, trying to like practice of getting into flow state. Flow states like, for example, uh, you know when Steph hit 14 threes and like it just looked like he's not even thinking, he's just out there like and you know he's not gonna miss. Like he get into that zone, like trying to work on that stuff. And it's harder to do that in football. Obviously, football is a that's why I love football so much. It's a, it's a team sport, you know, it's 11 men all like you could have 10 people doing the right thing on one play and one person's off, especially in the run game. It's a it could be a negative run. You know what I mean? So like for me, it just been just letting go. And like another way, like where you don't have to overthink it, it's like going out there and actually doing it, like practicing it. You know what I mean? Like having those reps, you know, I, I believe practice make perfect. Obviously, you're never going to be the perfect player, but the only way you can come close to a perfect game or a perfect season is by practicing it. And that's not just only in the weight room, that's out there on the football field. So like being able to have that back eases the mind. Uh, so I am a big overthinker. I'm not gonna lie, like that's something that like, if I had to, if I had to come to my, like say something negative about myself, like like if I I try to ask a lot of questions, I try to know that I know that I know. Right. Um, so like, it's, it's like little things like, don't tell me a lineup at seven and like, I know seven and a half, like I'm gonna have a conversation with like, well, well, what about at seven and a half? Like I might feel like I can hit this a little bit better. And like, it might not matter at all, but like to me, like I feel like those are stuff that like, what helps me be great and like, I wanna be great. So um, it helped me get to where I'm at right now. So I'm never gonna change that, but to stop the overthinking is it's more of like also, you know, working on the mental side and just Relaxing this, and breathing. It's crazy to me. I don't he is know you, it, bro. I don't know oh if it's an Aquarius God. thing. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to figure it out, right? Um, <laughs> you Aquarius? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. February? Yeah. Uh, January 27th. Yeah. You're the ninth, right? Yeah, February. Yeah, man, listen, man. This is so crazy. I'm, I'm like <laughs> traveled back in, in time. I, 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 um, I tore my groin off the bone my third year in. You tore your ACL mm -hmm. your third year. And you're going through the same challenges with the media. Uh, I think the one difference is they gave me a nickname. They called me Fragile Fred. That yeah. still sticks to this day. Mm -hmm. But that's funny. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> it, it's funny. It, it's funny, but guess who got the last laugh? Because the average career is three years. Mm -hmm. I played 13. Mm -hmm. So f everybody <laughs> that laughs at it, not really. <laughs>
But <laughs> at the back of my mind, it's like, I kept my receipts. Yeah. But I went and I did my thing. But what helped me is, you know, outside of family, which was my amazing uh, support team, you know, outside of family, the support system that you have, that you hold. And, um, you know, Jacksonville got me a mental conditioning coach. You know, I was definitely opposed to it. I was like, oh, hell nah. Like, mm -hmm. he worked for y'all. I'm, I'm not sharing secrets or opening up with him. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was Trevor Moad, you know, who recently passed away. He's worked with Russell Wilson, a lot, a lot of great uh, guys. Chad Bowling, uh, he's worked with A-Rod. He works with a lot of the Cowboys now was his partner who also worked with me back in Jacksonville. And I think that that will also help you not become, you know, such an overthinker. Mm -hmm. Because really it's just uh, taking all negatives and, and realizing that negative negative is always gonna be positive. Mm -hmm. At least if you're an algebra person, Channing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, man, you got so much left in front of you. Yeah. By no means, bro, like this isn't it. You're, I think you're gonna have a great season. Which brings me to ask you, what are you looking forward to the most in this upcoming season in 2022? I'm excited because it's a fresh start. Uh, and not just for like me personally or saying coming back from injury. Um, you got new coaching staff, you got new faces on the team, got new teammates. Uh, the energy in the building is just different right now. So that's what I'm excited most, like getting back to winning. Uh, it's been a rough couple of years here. Uh, when I got drafted, even a little bit before I got drafted. Um, and, you know, you sit here right now, like, you look at these banners, like, right. you, you know what this team is really about. You know what this franchise, this organization is really about. And that's, that was, like, my goal when, when I got drafted here, man. When I got drafted here, I was like, dang, we got Eli Manning, Odell, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. Uh, on defense, we had Jack Rabbit, we had Landon Collins. And, like, not the year before they had, they went, three and 13 because they got had injuries. But the year before that, um, they were like 10 and six or something like that and they made the playoffs. So like, I was like, dang, I'm excited. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like usually like, you're number two, when you're number two pick, you know, you're going to a, a rough situation. So I, I didn't feel like that. I was like, dang, like we gonna have a, a real opportunity like coming here and come from college. Like, you know, you're so used to, I never won a national championship or anything, but you know, we were able to at Penn State you know, the sanctions and all that stuff happened. And then, uh, you know, Coach Franklin got there. We, we like, had a decent year in my first year. Um, in the last two years, won a Big Ten championship. At one point, we were ranked, like, number two team in the country. Uh, so we got back to winning. So for me, like, that's really all it is, is winning. Getting back to winning, that's what I look forward to. You know, I, I can sit here and be, like, as an individual, like, what I want to accomplish. And, like, I feel like y'all already know, like, as an athlete, you know what you know what we want, you know what we want to accomplish. But like, I really don't want to put that out there. Like, yeah. my main thing is like just take day by day, and like all the stuff that I want is gonna happen. But for me, like the most the thing I'm most excited is about, you know, building a winning culture here, um, and that's what I'm really focusing on. It, it takes a while to get to Jerome Bettis, where you're not only running the football but you're a leader. It takes a while to get to Fred Taylor, where you're not only running the football but you're a leader uh, in, in a sense of you guys having a young football team, right? And also in, in your four years and adversity you face, the things that you've overcome, like our experiences make us who we are. We are some of those experiences. Mm. As a leader though, and you're talking about getting to winning, what are you trying to communicate or impart to your team so you can get back to the tradition that you know the New York Giants want to be? Well, it's, first you got to listen to coach and listen to the message that the coaches are saying. Um, and that's the standard. 
and you know, no matter what, you're gonna be the guy that a lot of people look up to. Meaning, not just myself, but Daniel Jones, uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, Leo, uh, Leonard Williams, Dory, Dory Jackson, Xavier McKinnon, like all those guys. Like, you know, when you come out to practice, like you're gonna look and see how those guys are practicing. You're gonna look when in the weight room, see how those guys are training. Uh, and that's the standard. And that's where it starts, like to, to build a winning team. You know, you gotta come to work every single day and live by that standard. Um, and you know, there's going to be the poor means, there's going to be the ups, there's going to be the downs, but don't let that negative energy come and impact the team, especially in this place, especially in this market, in this media. You cannot let that happen. So for me, how I do it is the way I learn to be the best leader I possibly can be. Obviously, you have to be vocal. Um, I'm really not that vocal of a guy, but right. like I know when I have to be vocal, um, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to bring a team up. I'm not afraid to call a guy out. I'm not afraid to call myself out. Um, in front of the team and let them know that I haven't been doing that. But I feel like the best way I can do that is by going out there and playing, and be the player that I know that I am. And I couldn't do that last year. Um, obviously, the year before, I couldn't play because of hurt. Uh, and that's how you go do it, you know? It's easy to, to be like, we got to do this, we got to do that. But like, if I'm in practice and you know, I get a chance to break a long run and I'm taking it to the house and working on my reps, working on that conditioning, working on that mindset that like finishing a run, like that don't go unnoticed. When I walk in the building uh, and you, you see Daniel Jones working as hard as a skill guy, working hard as a D lineman, um, one of the last people to leave, that don't go unnoticed. Uh, I feel like that's the way you build that, that mindset for a team and you just continue every single day is try to live by that standard and create that culture. Bro, to be honest, I can't keep my eyes off of him. Is it uncomfortable that the whole world talks about your thighs? <laughs> Cause I'm try I'm looking you in your eyes like you a man and we conversing, but yeah. I keep looking down and them motherfuckers <laughs> is gigantic. <laughs> but that's like a, that's that, it's like a talking point. Like yeah. it, like are you comfortable with that? Cause the world talks about your legs and your thighs. That's usually a woman trait. Yeah, right. But you got some. It's not a woman trait. You got some beautiful legs, man. Uh, I give people they props. I got well, who is it? I got hit on uh, Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward Cause he's very he was a he's pretty like he's a beautiful man. <laughs> And I told him, you a beautiful dude. And everybody hit me, they'll probably hit me on this, but bro, you got some nice legs. Uh, I like, appreciate like, that. But, but <laughs> is it like, it's like meant for you, like knowing that everybody's like, they talk about your thighs and your legs all the yeah, time. Yeah, like, that's why he wear hoochie daddy shorts though. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, he got his, he yeah, gonna have thighs, what, skies yeah. out, thighs out. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you gonna show them off. Uh, what they say? I'm not uncomfortable. Skies, skies out, thighs out. out. <laughs> um, I'm that's not uncomfortable with it. Uh, like, I think it's just, it's funny. Um, Cause like in college, like it wasn't a thing, you know what I mean? It really wasn't like people like on my team knew like about my legs and like knew how strong I was in the weight room. But like once I got to NFL, uh, Odell kind of made a joke calling me Saquads and you know Odell with all the fans that he has, uh, it kind of just blew up. And then people really start like out, people come up to me and like compliment my legs, like uh, whether it's females, <laughs> whether it's dudes, or like I'll see that like they'll like, sign my phone, I sign a phone and like. My screensaver is like a picture of just my, I did like this naked body shoot. Mm -hmm. So like for like ESPN and like people will have that. Like I seen a guy like try to mimic it. Like it do get a little creepy, but like, <laughs> you know, I own it, bro. Like it, it is what it is. Like I'm blessed uh, with some with some nice legs, I guess you could say. Yeah, shit, uh, yeah, bro, yeah, right. yeah, you got the shit, show it uh, off. And so it is what it is. He's talking about showing it off. You better be careful with this guy. I don't know if you saw the Kevin, Kevin Hart Yeah, I'm a big fan of y'all. The, the nudist yeah. colony. He yeah. wants you to show them thighs. Nah, Would nah. you ever go? I saw the picture when you were sitting there, motherfucker.
Don't act like I ain't seen it. Nah, yeah. Would you ever go on vacation with Channing? Oh, man. I think I have to pass on that one. I think yeah. I have to pass on that one. Well, I, I, you'll, I think, take, you'll take a naked picture for the world to see, but we can't go hang out naked together and drink nah, some margaritas? Nah, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like, you know, everyone has their things they're into. And, uh, you know, that's that's you. But me personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not on that type of time. But, hey, you, uh, you, you was butt naked in that shoot? I was going to ask it, but then you brought it. You was butt naked yeah, in the shoot. Yeah, booty ass naked. Yep. Cameras on and all. Yep. So you comfortable, you comfortable being naked around people? I mean, like... It is what it is. It was art, though, Chang. That's exactly that's it's, how I look at it. Listen, like, we could we could we could change. We could paint some crayons whoa, whoa, or something no, together. No, like, no, no, Chaney, no. There, there, no. there's art and then there's nasty. Yeah. Right. So like those two, two things. Two different levels. Those, those two things are in conflict mm. with most people. But I'm going to pivot yeah, and get it back to make, Y'all make too many rules in life. I'm going to. No. I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get it back to the regular regular scheduled conversation. That was crazy. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Odell. And uh, obviously, somebody I'm really close to, LSU guy. Um, this place is different, right? And like, not the way Channing says it, but you are handsome, right? You are incredibly intelligent. Um, you were right out of the gate a superstar, one of the best backs in the league. And you know, now you've gotten to the point, and you mentioned earlier saying everybody switched up. Like all these people who loved my running style or loved these things, now they're saying negative things about me. How have you had to learn to adjust to the scrutiny here? Because it's different, right? It can make you a superstar. You could be at the Met Gala, yeah. right? After, after your rookie season, and then they could dog the piss out of you when they fall out of love with you. How have you learned to adjust to all that? I really didn't have to adjust to it, really. Like, it was kind of just like, I was shocked by it, like, meaning like how everyone switched more of so like, but like I never like really fell in to like the love of New York or the love of the fans. Like I appreciate the love of the fans, don't get me wrong. But like, I never like, I don't really see myself as a superstar. Like I don't try to like go by my like every day, like, oh, I'm this guy or I'm that guy. Like I'm not naive, don't get me wrong. I'm not naive to it, but like it ain't, it wasn't hard like to adjust to that side of it. Like the, the thing was just like, when it was just like disrespecting like my talent, like or disrespecting my play of football, like that's when I was just like, like whoa, like I've been doing this for a very long time, like since I was yay high, like where where is this all coming from? But like with the media and stuff like that, like I never really fell into that, like I I don't like like I kind of just played a role, you know what I mean? Like I know like what comes with the territory, like I know like you know I'm, I got blessed, like I have my own shoe, like I have a version of Bo Jackson's shoe, been at the Met. I've done the commercials, I've done all this stuff. Like, but to me, it was like, I feel like that's part of the, this part of the role of playing it. Like, but my, my mindset is just like, my main thing is really football. So that's why like, I struggled more with people coming at me as a football player than what anybody got to say outside of football. Like, I don't really don't care about that. But like, when it was like about my talent or my running style, like now it's just like, that's like more disrespectful. Just like, like you guys don't even know what you're talking about. When I say you guys, I'm not talking about y'all obviously, but like, the people out there, I'm yeah, like, yeah. y'all don't even know what y'all talking about. Like, like even like even still, like it's especially a running back position. It's like, like it's different. Like to have like we all play football here, but like I can't speak on his position. I can't speak on your position. But like I can have a genuine conversation because like I'm in his shoes. He's been in my shoes. Like he's seen things right. that I've seen. I'm trying. I'm trying to get to where he was. So like that's was like where I had to have an adjustment side. Where outside, like when they talked about football, but outside, like I said. 
I'm not naive, but like I kind of just played a role, but like, I wasn't walking around like I'm this superstar or this and that and the third. I just try to go every day and when I'm when I do encounter a fan or multiple fans or like when I have to sign stuff with people, like I, I am aware that, you know, a lot of kids look up to me and a lot right. of people respect the things that I do on and off the field. So like I really do try to take my time with those people because like you never know, like that little gesture can really change someone's life in that little moment of time. So like that's my mindset when it comes to that. Well, to stay that humble and you've you've had the same you've been with the same woman since college, right? Yes sir. To stay that humble, that support system, how important is that? Like your lady, you talk about your babies, right. your, your baby and now the one on the way. Mm -hmm. But that support system, having that, that, that same girl, because we joke, we, no, we just joked earlier, everybody knows, like, I ran. You, you know, you can run, but you're not running. Like, you're, you're, you're humbled and focused. Is it by the people around you? Is it by your lady? Is it by your family? Like, because it's crazy to hear you say, I don't think I'm a superstar. Well, the yeah. world, <laughs> right. if you say Saquon in London, one of they're gonna yell at mm -hmm. the end Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for you to say that, what, what humbles you like that? I would say my upbringing. Um, I would definitely say my mom and my dad. Uh, I would say the people I surround myself with, uh, whether it's my agent, whether it's my manager, um, whether it's my boys, uh, they never let me get too level-headed. Um, and on my lady, like, like, granted we had our ups and downs, but like, it really took me to like, like my mom said, like when you know the right woman, it's like you gotta go through some shit to know some shit. Um, and like when I was down really bad, like especially mentally after, you know, football was taken away from me, like how she held me down, how she had my back, like that made me just become so much more appreciative, you know, of her. So my, my lady, my family, my friends, the people so I surround myself with, my teammates, you know, my teammates, Sterling Shepard would be the first one uh, if I ever got too too high on myself uh, to knock me right back down to a level, and I'll be the same way with him. Um, it's really like that's really the best answer. Is, like the people I surround myself with. I, I really like I'm truly blessed. Like and I like I know that sounds like a cliche answer, but like I have amazing daughter, um, amazing lady. I'm, I have both parents in my life. Some people don't have that. Yeah. I'm close with all my siblings. I have true best friends. Like best friends that like. I was best friends before I was Saquon Barkley, not like, oh, I'm Saquon Barkley and in my circle now. Like, I have true best friends. I have amazing agent. I have an amazing management team. Like, I don't know, God just really just aligned me up with the perfect people. And like, I wouldn't be the person I am without those people in my life. You mentioned your agent. Uh, we're gonna do a show with uh, Leonard Fournette mm -hmm. um, as well uh, up here soon um, that we're gonna release. Uh, and your agent is a woman, mm -hmm. uh, Kim. I, I've tried to get her name right, My Alley. It seems that loyalty is, is very important to you. And in mentioning having, you know, that type of support, so you talk about your lady, you talk about your parents, you talk about your agent. What has it been like? I mean, I think you're the highest player ever to be uh, drafted that had a female agent. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the choice like to do that? Because that's kind of against the beaten path. Well, it's all about your relationship that you develop. and. Know, the the first interview that I had for me also coming out of college it wasn't just like my own personal relationship it was a relationship that that I feel like they had with my family you know I, I let my parents have a real big play in my decision too um and to this day like you know my mom's birthday like we go Kim we all go out my for my mom's birthday we do we we do all things together we have family functions we have house parties and and she shows up and she's there for me I did her being a woman did play a, a big part um I feel like as an agent it's a male dominant 
you know, a male dominant business. Um, so as a woman, you know, she's definitely gonna go a lot more harder. So that's why like this year, I'm really excited for not only for my, myself, but for her, like people keep bringing up like, oh, so you're going to your last year, mm -hmm. it's a contract year. And like, I give the same old answer. I know people think it's some BS answer, but like, I can say that when I know I got someone like that on my side. Like, I'm gonna take care of what I gotta take care of on this football field, and I know she's gonna do the rest. It's good you say that, because that's all you can control, mm -hmm. is what you could control, right? Uh, you said, uh, you wanna be in my shoes. You know, looking back, you are. You are. The similarities, everything, I remember those days, you know, and, uh, and I know what got me out of it, you know, and I know that I had to set small goals. You know, it was all about progression, small wins at a time. Uh, and I'll say this, I, I do, I do want to give you your flowers. Yep. I always do. You're always in my top five yep. all the time. Uh, but I do want to ask you, and then we're going to wrap it and let you get back to your thing. What are your immediate goals, your immediate personal goals? I would say one, first thing on my mind would be with a new baby on the way, you know, having two kids running around the house is going to be another challenge. <laughs> um, so try to be the best father that I can be. Um, also on the football field, I've been doing a lot of, you know, watching a lot of videos, doing a lot of research on Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, you know, all those greats. And especially in football, it's easy, like, to get myself going. You know what I mean? Like, I know on Sundays, like, I, I know what to do to get myself going, to get my mom right, uh, to go out there and try to, try to perform on a high level to help my team win. But something that I've been trying to challenge myself to this year is like finding out what makes my teammates tick. You know what I mean? Like that's like so. Like last week, I went around, asked all my linemen, um, like, what, what's your why? What makes you want to be great? Like, what makes you keep going in this game? Because like, if I feel like if I can get the balance and understanding of my teammates, and understand what gets them going, then like, when I'm in that huddle or when it's fourth and one. And, you know, it's easy to be like, it's four for one. You're a running back, go down there and just get the first down. Like, that's your mindset. But like, not only can I challenge myself, but I can challenge those men uh, to get on the field and, and for all of us to accomplish that goal. And then it's getting back to who I, who I am and, and being Saquon Barkley on the football field. And I know, like, when I'm healthy, I know when I got the right mindset, like, I know what I can be. Like, no disrespect to any of the greats. Um, any of the great running backs at all. Like my ultimate goal is I want to be the best running back to ever play. That's my mindset and that's the top of the mountain. And I want to work every single day till I get to that top of the mountain. And I may fall short, you know, especially losing two years in my career, pushing me back a little bit, but I may not get all the way to the top of that mountain. But however far I do get, I know I'm gonna put all the work in and work my ass off to get there. That like when I'm done playing football, I'm gonna be able to look my kids in the face, look myself in the mirror and know that I did everything I can. Hey, you, the funny thing, when you talk about goals, you brought up your kids first. And that, that hit me, because I got three kids. I have mm. a daughter as well, a nine-year-old yeah. daughter. And I just give you a little OG, a little OG, you know, advice. Because I done told about four or five eight-year-olds, I tell them, I'm not afraid to die, but I'm taking somebody with me. Mm. If you mess with my daughter, we both going to die. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that to kids too. Eight you years can old. tell them to kids, yeah. yeah. Right, so when right. your daughter come home with that first boyfriend, yeah. tell them, hey, mm -hmm. I ain't afraid to die, but I'm taking somebody yeah. with me. I don't even think that's crazy. Yeah, Boyfriends. Yeah, no. That's crazy. My, my daughter's out. He's cute. Cute how? Why? why? 
Why is he cute? Right. No, daddy. And I try to take on as many vacations because I don't want no man to say, let's go to Turks and Caicos. Mm. My daddy took me to Turks and Caicos six exactly. times. Exactly. Yeah, man. You got to yeah. let them let have experiences. Right. Mm. But yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell an eight-year-old boy so quick, mm. listen, we'll both go out if you right. hurt my daughter. So I mean, yeah, so I, you love your daughter, I love my daughter. I'm going to give you some advice. Yeah, you take them out. Yes, in, the, in the end, bro, like, <laughs> The, the thing we're grateful for is that you sat down with us. And I think I'm also excited that the world gets to know a little bit more about you than what the media is going to put out. Mm -hmm. uh, great human, first of all, uh, amazing son, uh, great father, but also one of the most talented to have ever done what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. And man, we're rooting for you. It's raining now, and I'm sure people can hear it, but I think that's the, like, that's what we do, right? Like. We trudge through rain, we, we trudge through mud, we, we trudge through adversity, and in the end, that's the story that's told. And so the thing I want to impart on you is, it's not over, dog. Yeah. Like, and you know that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and I remember texting you about coming on the show, and I was like, we need to remind people who you are. Period, point blank, man, you were a guy that did things we'd never seen. You're someone that was drafted number two to play a position that people weren't even and have not in some years drafted in the first round. That's how talented you are. That's how good you are. And now people know how good of a person you are, how intelligent you are, man. So we wish you the best. Like, you always going to be pivot, fam. We always going to show love. And man, and when you shine this year, dog, we going to stunt like hell on this show because right. we knew it, man. So we appreciate you, dog. I appreciate you. My man. Yes, sir. You oh, crazy. Man, you crazy. <laughs> you crazy. Trevor's amazing, man. Because Trevor, he, Trevor worked with uh, Russ on that show. Yeah, yeah. And I did a show yeah. with him. And he has a book that's he great. Sent me his book. Yeah, yeah, the book is amazing. But what they did for me, man, because I was in a fucking slump, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, bad. He said, all right, I want to try something. He would take Michael Johnson, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Ali, Kobe, and he would put them, their quotes, have them talking and all of that mm -hmm. on these clips and just sit there and then he'll blend my stuff in, my runs, my talks, my quotes. He's like, you can be one of them. Like, you're still that guy. But before you can attempt to remind everybody else, you gotta remind yourself here. So I would, on game day, my teammate was like, man, what the fuck you doing looking at your own highlights? Look, I'm never done that. I'm visualizing yeah. the shit that I've done. I'm a big visualizer, but like you know what I'm saying? For a game, right before the game. Yeah. Imagine them juices that I get going. Yeah. You see yourself spin move stiff, running guys over, going the distance. What's wrong with it? Yeah. It's a constant reminder, and that's where we need to be. And that confidence will skyrocket shoot right back where it needs to be. Yeah. But before you can remind anybody who you are, you gotta remind yourself. Yeah. So if you do that and you go visualize with it. It's gonna make it so much easier. Because it's still in there. You're gonna kill that shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely rooting for you. I appreciate Thousand percent. I'm Straight. Say for sure. You for sure. Hold up. Limitless. Take a simic cap pin in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a simic cap pin in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.